This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the next episode of Practical Prepping. My name's Annie Fry, and I'm here with Katie and Jesse Johnson of STS Armory, located in Pontoon Beach, online at sts-armory.com. Today's topic is medical readiness. And Katie, we were just talking a little bit before we started here that that isn't just about having a first aid kit, although it is about having a first aid kit, there's some knowledge base that is necessary as well. Correct. Yeah. Just having a first aid kit is great. It's a good start. But knowing how to use all of the contents in there is absolutely key. And it's very easy to do and actually not super expensive to start off on the basic knowledge. So what do you, what's your recommendation? Like, what is the starter advice for somebody who is listening right now who's like okay i've heard this stuff is uh wild in the world today but i also just like the peace of mind of knowing i got a little something prepared if i I have kids in my family so i am thinking about having band-aids and neosporin lots of band-aids and that's about yeah that's that's like if you're not thinking in these terms that's kind of where it ends after that it's a phone call to an urgent care right but, you know, how to keep your kid from choking. How do you do the Heimlich maneuver on them? Because they like to put everything in their mouth. <laughs> so um, taking a basic CPR first aid class. There's tons of them around here. Um, if you get on, like, the Red Cross website, you can search those. Um, and then post that. I would look at the Stop the Bleed. I think everybody should take a Stop the Bleed class. Stop the Bleed? Mm-hmm. What's, Absolutely. What's Stop the Bleed? So your first part, if you, say, come across a bad accident, is to, if there's major bleeding, is to stop that blood loss. Um, So Stop the Bleed teaches you how to properly place a tourniquet, um, and then also how to pack wounds and that sort of thing. And they're offered at most of the local hospitals for free. How long does it take? If you you want to get that kind of education, CPR or Heimlich or Stop the Bleed, like if you're going to sign up for a class locally, how long does that take to go through that process? The stop the bleed class is only about an hour long, so it's not even a full day commitment. It's pretty hard to not do that then. Right. <laughs> the, the, the payoff? Absolutely. And it's free. For the commitment? Yeah. It's totally worth it. Mm. And I even think they should be teaching it in the schools, honestly. Teach your kids how to put a tourniquet on. Yeah, why don't they? I don't know. Well, then you have to explain why they would need a tourniquet, and that makes people freak out. Well, you know. At car accidents. Mm-hmm. It's not, they don't want to think about what happens at school, but, you know, they're out playing sports and somebody breaks their leg or trips and falls and gets caught on a pipe or something. And simple way of it's a really easy system. The stop the bleed setup is is fantastic. What can you give us? Can you give us a, a like a rough draft of tourniquet placement? High and tight. High and tight. High and tight. That's as simple as it gets. You get as 
uh, high in the armpit or high in, up in the uh, crotch as you can because tourniquets are for ex- uh, extremities mm-hmm. and tighten it down. Um, when the bleeding stops, that's tight enough. That's it. Pull that thing tight. It's yep. not meant to be comfortable. No. Nope. I mean, yep. There's really not a lot of comfort involved in a tourniquet situation, I would assume. No, no. But there are even more advanced classes that you can take are quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a dirt medicine class several years ago. Dirt medicine? Mm-hmm. What to do when you come across a car crash and don't have much training and don't have a sterile ER, mm-hmm. how to stop a bleed, how to place a tourniquet, and then um, just basic first aid information past um, what you learn for CPR. Okay, so placing tourniquets, we're talking about your knowledge base of how to implement these things in a medical emergency. Um, this is this is very practical because there doesn't, any of these things could have, you could come across any of these things while you're listening to this podcast. Anytime. Correct. Yeah. Anytime. It could happen at work. God forbid. Yeah. But it could. And if it happens to you, you're going to hope somebody around you took a stop the bleed class. Absolutely. Correct. And same for you to your coworker who you'd want to help. So you need to learn how to do CPR. You need to learn. I think YMCA's offer those classes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Most are fire departments. Are they regular? Are they regularly offered, or do you just say you want to learn and they teach you, or both? Or? I think it depends on the department. I was looking at the Stop the Bleed website earlier, and the Mercy Hospital System has one a month for the Stop the Bleed classes, and they're free. Okay. Um, CPR, Stop the Bleed, how to apply a tourniquet. What other kind of things? Let's just stick on the knowledge base right now. Do we need to spend a little bit of time, or... Get off the Facebook and scroll and read about something else that may be useful to you down the road. Is there anything you can think of? I'm thinking about if, uh, I mean, this is maybe like getting into junior, senior level of education, but if, if if you were limited on your resources and you didn't have the internet knowing what you can eat, knowing what resources around you may help medicinally, and I suppose that the preparedness part of that is acquiring the documents or the books the yeah. written page mm-hmm. there's a lot of lot of books out there um now there's there's we're, we're kind of in the golden age of the books of the of having what is edible what is not edible what is medicinal what what will make you sick if you try to use it as a medicine or something like that and has applied you know there's a lot of homeopathic and natural remedies for a lot of different things. You look at, I mean, up until, you know, a century and a half ago, we didn't have a pharmacy. How did we treat things? Hmm. There's a lot of knowledge still out there. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to Walgreens. If the power goes out, (laughs) you're not going to Walgreens and saying, I need to pick up my prescription. So you need to be able to handle those situations. Um, we did an episode earlier about uh, documentation. I guess maybe a list of medications that you take would probably be something good to have written down. Yeah. Or that way you're not trying one, to get it on a, an app to see what you actually take. In one location. Because mm-hmm. I can think of, there's not a lot of prescriptions in my in my family, but there have been at times. And it's like, I don't know what the name of that thing is. <laughs> I, the generic name of it, some super big conglomerate of letters. All 36 letters. <laughs> yeah, I, they're all right there in multiple usages. So so you need to be able to learn things, have skills. Mm-hmm. You need to have 
documentation resources that are helpful. And I can, I, gosh, I got to imagine you could probably go on the internet and get a book full of that, na- like the natural remedies, homeopathic oh, yeah. remedies. There's lots of resources for, for that. For not expensive. No. Yeah. Get a, get an ebook. If you're interested in it, you know, mm-hmm. get, a, get a Kindle book. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, if the power goes out and you can't charge your phone, but to start to get some knowledge and just read through stuff, to start picking it up, you know, pick up one of the ebooks and start scrolling through and seeing, okay, well, if I have these plants outside, I could treat this. Oh, I've got a headache. I can take this or I can chew on some mint leaves or whatever it is that the book says with that. And it'd be better than nothing. That's for sure. So let's talk a little bit about building a smart first aid kit. And there's probably levels to this Mm -hmm. as there are anything when it comes to at least my experience of preparing for things. There's the, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And so you start, and I encourage people, especially if you're listening to this and you're new to prepping or to being ready, as as Jesse has talked about readiness, as opposed to pre- uh, prepping, so to speak, because prepping kind of has a connotation. But being ready for an emergency so you can rely on yourself mm-hmm. is important. And if you're just walking into it for the first time, it becomes it's like a little overwhelming. Absolutely, like everything. There's yep. all these things. How could I afford this? How it, could I learn all this? And they go very, you know, very quickly from five dollars to five hundred dollars. Yeah. And it depends on how much you want to spend on it. But I think there's there's definitely good things that you need to invest in um, that you can carry on yourself all the time. Um, having a good tourniquet not bought off Amazon because um, they tend to be fakes off of Amazon. Let's talk about that for yes. a second. Because I have, I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Tell me about. A, a good quality tourniquet versus what you're going to not get if you buy the cheapest version. You get what you pay for. Yeah, absolutely. On so Amazon. the best one, the most common one you'll hear is the cat tourniquet. Um, those are roughly about 35 bucks for a good one. Um, not off Amazon because mm-hmm. they said they're fake. Um, they're the easiest to self-apply um, and they're easy to apply to someone else as well. Okay. And they're the quickest to learn. Do you sell those? Yes sts-armory.com and you can contact them and tell them you heard about this on there and you can have that discussion with them um, about what would be right for you because I do think that in any you, you can't be like well you no tourniquets for you because you can't afford that you want to you want to be able to encourage people to get in on an entry level and then say well if you, if you want to upgrade if you want something nicer yep. you guys are great at offering those options um, let's talk basic first aid kit basic first aid kit you can go to one of the big box stores and buy a box of band-aids and gauze pads and uh, tape those are good ways to start um, and from there you can go up um, there's smaller kits that you can keep in your car that have the tourniquet the gauze bandages um, chest seals stuff like that for 65 70 bucks um, and up from there you can get a mass casualty kit for a couple hundred are you are you cool with the pre-packaged first aid kits that are just really simple to buy and set in the car or in the Most of them, yeah. Yep. Most of them, yeah. If you stick with the name brand one, yes. Um, there's a lot of companies out there. Um, Mountain Man Medical's got a good one. Uh, that Actually, they have some fantastic kits. Uh, My Medic mm-hmm. is another fantastic company. Um, we actually personally carry both their kits. Mm. It's that they're... They're laid out well. They're they I have hope good I'm near you guys when it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we're Katie and Jesse. We got to find them. Um, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So I guess when it comes to first aid, you know, you're talking about some basic things. Go through some of the list things you listed there and explain what those things are for. Because I, I can imagine people hearing you say, gauze mm-hmm. and they've never had to use gauze before not themselves like just give it you you listed several things talk mm-hmm. to us about the, the application need yeah. for those different so tourniquets obviously massive bleeds on the limbs um gauze comes in a bunch of different ways if you have a hole in your center mass it's a good way to depending on if it's a rolled gauze you can start packing a wound your kid scrapes and gets himself a nice little cut on the arm uh, put it over there with some tape until you can get to an urgent care mm-hmm. um, bandages like the Israeli style bandage triangle bandages those are good for splinting or wrapping if you need to um, those are some of the different easy ones band-aids are probably the ones that get used the most though yeah. uh, well you said you could go what did you what was the fancy one that you said you could go to Mountain Medi- Man Mo- medical grade what medic no, you were talking about the different levels. You said you could get like an entry level one and then you could get it the the biggest medical kit you can get. Oh yeah, the professional style medical kits. Yes. Yep. Yep. What so you, what are you getting those? Like a little surgeon man who I comes mean, out and takes care of business. Some of them you an can. anesthesiologist. Right, that'd be nice. <laughs> Unfortunately those aren't out in the field. No. Um but they do come with like um stitch kits where you can if you've got a deep laceration that you mm. can click over um zip Zip kits? Zip, zip, zip kits. They yep. basically, you clean clean around the wound, you put it on there, and you pull it, and it actually pulls the uh, wound closed. So without having to go to a doctor, say you're you're out somewhere and there's, or the hospital's closed, mm-hmm. you've got a laceration, you can clean, out, clean it out, lay it on there, and pull this, and it will actually pull it closed like you were just stitched using an oh. adhesive. I have to think of myself using this in the crisis situation and not this comfy cozy studio where i'm thinking like ah oh that sounds terrible um what about medicines and topical and all of that type of stuff like do you should people be storing up on that stuff right now the only problem is you have to watch the expiration dates on them so you can store them for a little while depending on how depending on the product but yeah i always i always try to keep a little bit of benadryl if you have a bee sting and you don't have a full anaphylactic reaction but you need something um there's good things like that tylenol anti-diarrheals um antihistamines for just related to allergies and keeping that kind of stuff with you is not a bad idea i guess you do it kind of like well at least in my house we buy extra canned goods and the new canned goods go in the back and the front canned goods so you have a store at home 
but it's a rotational store as mm-hmm. opposed to other things that I would just keep store yeah. <laughs> in perpetuity. Yep. All right. What about, is there anything else you can think of that maybe the average person out there, the entry level person isn't going to consider when it comes to knowledge or resources or materials? I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, one second after is the, the mm-hmm. book about the EMP hitting and and the one thing that really impacted me the most in that book, really highly recommend that book if you want to dive headfirst into realistic fiction on what would happen after an EMP, but he has a diabetic daughter and the ability to keep the medicine she needs cool. Are there Are there solutions, like at least prolonging solutions to keep things, medicines, temperature regulated? Yeah. And some of the medicines like so for insulin, it does need to be refrigerated for long term storage, um, but it can go a week without being refrigerated. Um, same thing. Some of the other meds that we were, we were actually discussing this morning, um, the Monjero or mm-hmm. something like that, those in those shots that mm-hmm. need to be kept cool. A lot of the boxes say they're OK to be out for 21 days. Wow. So once they're out. You have that time frame to use them, and that, but the long term storage of it, I guess, there are there are packs that you can get that become cool, but they don't last. No, but an hour, hours. maybe a couple hours. Tops. I'm trying. I can only think of like sports injuries where you're on the mm-hmm. bench and you're breaking it, and they're like, "Okay, I'll put it on there for five minutes. All right, put me back in the game." Yeah, it's and not exactly keep your insulin level cool. An easy way of thinking about this is if you do have medicines that have to be kept cool, and it's a it's a knowledge you know what you have. You know, maybe buy a couple extra ice packs, keep them in the bottom of the freezer. Power goes out, grab your little cooler, throw the ice packs in there, throw the medicine in there, then wrap the cooler in a couple blankets. It's taking longer to actually lose the heat. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, some of these coolers out there now, you you go to, you know, uh, Walmart or wherever, and they have a cooler that'll keep ice cold for seven days. I Man, I've I've got some Yeti cups, or they're not even all Yetis, that... You leave it sit, and it's like two days later, you're like, there is still ice in there. Yeah. Take, take your medicine, drop down there, put it, put your ice packet over it, close it up, wrap it up in something. It's going to last even longer. I think that's also, and I'll just, I, we can maybe wrap on this, but I am thinking about um, if you have a special circumstance like that, that in, in many emergencies, that is maybe a sign that you need a generator. Yeah. And that can alleviate a whole host of anxiety if you have the ability to keep uh, going back to that book there there were problems that become rap that, that rapidly onset in the wake of the power going out um but in in the absence of like emp level stuff if it's a weather related thing and you have the ability to have a generator that's going to keep that insulin cool or another necessity mm-hmm. that's worth the investment i would think that long, might be a good place to start. Yeah, long term, it definitely is. And there's ways, power wise, that can do do that if you can't afford the generator right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our episode on medical readiness, knowledge, and resources and materials. Hope you enjoyed listening. Subscribe to the podcast here and keep up to date for our next episode of Practical Prepping. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.